0: We're in uh, such a fun chapter in Genesis. Chapter 5 is all about genealogies. Who beget who and how long they lived and you know, that's all exciting stuff. We'll try and tone it down as we are going through this. If we looked last week at Cain and how he was killed and of course where he got his wife from and such things like that and of course when he was uh banished by God. And he said the punishment is too great and someone will go out there and kill him. And I did forget to make one point about Cain. Every single, just about every single per, well, every single person in the world was a relative. So when he says that someone that meets him out there would want to kill him, well, if they didn't know his brother, who who cares? You know, well, you killed somebody? I mean, it's like, oh, that's a shame, but... (laughs) You don't know who they are, but understand that everybody he would meet in the world was either Abel's brother, sister, or they were probably, um, you know, nephew or niece or something like that. So everyone was pretty closely related at this point. And so when Cain would go out, he is more than likely to find other brothers and sisters and so forth. But what we're going to find in here is uh, we really can't tell from the scriptures how old Cain was when he murdered Abel. But well, we do find out that Seth is born as a replacement for Abel, and I think I'm not sure if we got into that last last week or not. But how old was Adam and Adam when Seth was born? 130 years, which meant that Cain and Abel were alive in that time frame, and uh, so more than likely you're not looking at teenagers in the field fussing. This is they're probably much older than that, and so the likelihood. Of not only nephews <coughs> being born, but also uh, great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids. And you got a couple of generations going on on the earth by the time that uh, Abel is murdered. And we talked about their wives and such things like that. Also in the Word of God, over in the New Testament, everyone is born of who? Paul talks about we are all born of the first Adam. Adam. If we were all born in the first Adam, that means that every single person on the face of this earth came from the first Adam, which means that Cain and Abel got their wives from... <laughs> now, I think we cleared this up last last time, but just so you know, the problem with, with brothers and sisters getting married is, the, uh, is matching up bad genes. You have uh, genes that have been corrupted, and because of that, if the likelihood of having a brother and sister match up those genes would cause birth defects, and that's why the likelihood is more likely, and why it's uh, uh you know not a good thing to do, and even the word of God talks about not not being a great thing to do. but Adam and Eve did not have imperfect genes. It took years of corruption from sin to cause those genes to become corrupted. so there was no problem with a brother and sister getting married and having kids, not like it is today. So please understand that part. I don't think I made that part quite clear, and um, you know that's just how it was. You are thinking, well, I couldn't marry my sister. Well, if you had hundreds of them, and that's all that there were, <laughs> they begin to look attractive. <laughs> uh. All right. So anyway, we're over here. We're we'll pick up in uh, verse twenty-five. In chapter 4, just to finish this off. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son named, named him Seth. For God had appointed, for God had appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. And then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Now there's a lot of teaching that has come out of this, in that, that, From Adam, there were two lines, an ungodly line and a godly line, that Seth was the replacement for Abel being the godly line, and that Cain was the ungodly line, which is totally and completely untrue. We do not know of any righteous people in Cain's line, but understand Adam and Eve had a whole lot of other kids. So there's a whole lot of other lines going on that we are not mentioned about. But out of all these, 130 years have gone by, and we only have mentioned three. I bet most of you could do better than that. 130 years, only have three kids. Come on. You know that they had more than that. So there were a lot of lines that were going on, and Seth's Seth's line was not necessarily a godly line. We'll go through this here today, but there's only a handful of godly people we have mentioned in the Word of God. And you'll find out that Seth's line has nothing to do with being a godly line. The only importance of Seth's line is simply because Noah was born to it. That is the only significance that the line of Seth has. It's the only reason that his line is mentioned above all the others. It's simply because of Noah. And now we're going to go through genealogies. The reason the genealogies are in here. How many of y'all know this is boring reading? It's not the most exciting reading. But it is extremely important reading. The importance of it is not that you know who begat who or how many years they lived and all that sort of stuff. It's more for the study purposes and certainly for the... the, uh, Hebrews, they, the lineage was everything. And God, through this chapter, proves that the lineage of Noah was pure. That it was not mixed with any foreign race. And that's huge. And then we'll have a lineage. After that, we'll have a lineage all the way from Noah all the way down to Christ. Because we want to prove that Christ's line was pure. Because He's going to be the, the Messiah. So that's what we have born here. So we're talking about Seth here in the first part. He's the main guy. Uh, verse 26, And that's for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Now, don't get this. This is where sometimes they get this idea from. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Ah, now we have a righteous line, right? That is wrongly translated. That is not what it's saying. What it actually literally means is, or how it literally translates is this way. Then men men began to call themselves after the name of Jehovah. Or, you could put it this way. Then men began to call or make for themselves gods. Idol worship is what is being spoken of here. Men began to call themselves after the name of God. Making themselves into God or making idols for themselves. That is what that's being talked about. How it is translated in our King James and New King James Bibles is not what it intended. So anyway. This is the book of the the genealogy of Adam. In the day of God, in the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. And he begot Seth The days of Adam were 800 years and he had sons and daughters. Sons and daughters, they're not mentioned. Jewish tradition has two things passed on to us. The first is that Adam and Eve, obviously, had 30 sons and 30 daughters. That would be a big family, wouldn't it? But the other tradition has them having 300 sons and 300 daughters. That's a really big family. Now, fortunately for them, they didn't have to go down to the uh, giant and, and buy groceries for all those folks. That was a good thing. And, of course, they don't have them all at one time. You know, they're, they grow up and they go up and they begin to work and do things and eventually they leave and go build cities and stuff like that. But however it was, they had a lot of kids. I think 30 and 30 might be uh, kind of low for as many years as they were alive. I think you've got gotten a 30-30 done by the time Seth was born. But who knows how they uh, how they worked all that out. But understand, they had a lot of kids. Their bodies were not... Um, uh, they were living a long time. And we talked about this before in the in chapters previous. The reason they lived long was because of the firmament. It was the firmament that was in the sky. The Build up of waters that kept the ultraviolet rays and all the things from the negative side from the suns coming down and hurting them. And so they live longer. The flood takes away the firmament and then we see the lifespans drop off drastically. But I don't know about you, as I said before, I would rather live 70, 75 years on this earth with bright sunshiny days and bright sunshiny beaches to go on than 8, 900 in, and it's cloudy every day. That's just my preference. Your preference might be different. But that's my preference. I like the sunshiny days and it means we won't live as long. Glory to God. We just go on to the the next life anyway and that sure is a whole lot better, isn't it? So Seth is not the third born son. Seth is not the third born son. He is the third one mentioned but there is no way... That by 130 years, they have three boys. That's just not how it's going to happen. They have a lot more than that. Seth is simply the replacement. He is the firstborn son after the death of Abel. He is the replacement for Abel. That's why that uh, he is specifically mentioned. And that, but also Noah comes from his line. So Seth is the firstborn after Abel's death. Seth is not the good line and Cain the bad line. We already talked about that. There were many lines. Many. So Seth's line is described in a small part. and We only have a small part of Seth's line. We don't have all of it. You will find out that some of Seth's kids that he has, they go on for a hundred and some years, and then they beget somebody. Really? <laughs> Come on. A hundred and sixty years, and then you have your first kid? No. But they're only talking about, they're following Noah. The whole purpose of chapter 5 is to follow Noah. So the only one they care about as far as who was born to Seth is the one that came in a lineage of Noah. They forget all the rest of them because the rest of them are meaningless. They're all going to die anyway. The only one that's surviving is Noah's line. So that's the only one they're following. So every single descendant from Seth that they talk about here in the genealogies is referenced because of the lineage of Noah. And they're leaving all the rest of them out. But because of the way they do this, we can actually time the uh, all the events from that day because we know how old Seth was when he had his kid. We I mean, know how long that kid lived and we know how old they were by the time they gave this one. So because of the way they followed it, we can actually put things together and, and figure out times and stuff like that. And that's where you get the people that have the 6,000-year-old earth. <coughs> Young earthers, you know, people like that, they want to go around, and they say, you know, the earth is only 6,000 years old because they count up the genealogies. Well, they don't count the world that was here before. And, uh, and it's, just, it's just such small-mindedness to pull that out. As, I, as we told you when we went through it before, they offend me because they cause a lot of people to, come, to stop coming to Christ simply because they hear that kind of crazy talk and they say, well, I know that's not true. I know the earth is longer, older than 6,000 years. And certainly it is. How long did it take to cut the Grand Canyon? Probably longer than 6,000 years, right? Yeah, I mean, the earth works on things a long, long times, And and God's not restricted by this. So we went through Genesis 1 and 2. We already talked about all that and showed you all this stuff, all the evidence is in these scriptures, not just in science. You don't just prove the Bible by science. It's not how you you do that. But in the scriptures, we saw all the things that pointed to us. Pointed to this, God did not create the earth formless and void. God created the earth perfect. God created the earth to be inhabited. That there were cities in the time of Satan when he fell on the earth. And this, uh, and then Cain went out and he built the first city. As far as we know, he built the first city since there were cities on the earth in the time of Satan. When he uh, roamed on the earth and there were people apparently here as well. So anyway, we're going on. We're leaving Seth here. The importance of Seth, Enos, and the rest is simply to establish Noah's roots. But as we said, there are many more. I already filled this one out for you, but just in case you didn't get it. One tradition is Adam having 30 sons and 30 daughters, while another says 300 and 300. That's just tradition. It's not in Scripture anywhere, but Jewish traditions hold a lot of water. They usually come out uh, and be pretty right. Where do we leave off at? Verse 4, well, we've got a lot of them to go. So all the days of Adam lived were 960 years and he died. How many years did Adam live? How old was the oldest man on the earth? So Adam's pretty close to him, isn't he? There's actually quite a few of them that are pretty close to Methuselah. Verse 6. Seth lived 105 years and begot Enosh. So he's 105 years old and begets Enosh. Probably had other kids before then, didn't he? Enosh is probably not his firstborn. And he begot Enosh... Seth lived eight hundred and seven years and had sons and daughters. So he had eight hundred and seven plus one hundred and five. What's that make him? About nine hundred and twelve. That's pretty close to to it too, but it's, you know, not quite as. He didn't live quite as long. That's a long time though. That's that's a that's a long time. Oh, I mean, just put that in, in perspective. You're living. Way before the Middle Ages were here. And you lived through the Middle Ages all the way up through the, <laughs> I mean, go back to the year, what, 1100, something like that, to get to the year 2000, that's 900 years. All those events in history, all those things that went on, that's, that's just a long time. Of course, we were intended to live forever. That was the goal. We didn't quite get that. (coughs) Verse 9, Enosh lived 90 years and begot um, Cainan. Well, he probably had other ones before that too, didn't he? 90 years, so he's a little bit younger before he gets off the the child who's going to be in the the line line of Noah. After he begot Cainan, Enosh lived 815 years. So he was eight hundred and, um, nine hundred and five years was his total. And he had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were nine hundred and five years and he died. Kainan lived seventy years and begot, and this almost sounds Hawaiian, doesn't it? I mean, the way you look at that, except actually if you get into the actual pronunciation, it doesn't quite sound as, as Hawaiian, but I first looked at that and man, I'd make like a good Hawaiian name. Mahalalel. And he begot, and he lived 840 years, and he had sons and daughters. And the days of Cainan were 910 years, and he died. Mahalalel lived 65 years and begot Jared. Boy, I mean, come on. <laughs> Jared. All these other names, and we come up with Jared. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Surely we could do better than that. Jared. Probably the kids are going around saying, Jared what? (laughs) Come on, there's got to be more to it. Jared, really? (laughs) And he begot Jared. He lived 830 years and had sons and daughters. And all the days of Mahalaleo were 895 years. And he died. Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. And he begot Enoch, and Jared lived 800 years, and had sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. He lived pretty long, didn't he? I mean, he's right up there with these these guys. And then we come to Enoch. I mean, Enoch died in his youth. And he was a youngster when he died. Enoch lived sixty-five years, and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God three hundred years and had sons and daughters. So he lived three hundred and sixty-five years. Boy, was he a very youngin. He, of course, he didn't. Uh, he just walked with God. They say he didn't really die. He just kind of walked on with God. And Enoch. Enoch is the only one out of this whole bunch so far that's mentioned as a godly person. None of the others are. We don't know if they were. We just know that they were in line. And we don't know that these were the only godly people. On, but uh, how many of y'all know that Enoch has a book? At least, there's a book that's attributed to him. Uh, I actually went up online. If you go up online, you can actually print a copy of the book if you want to go and read it. It is not uh, a short book. There's a, one copy I found that actually has a whole lot of commentary and that's about 130 pages total with the book and the commentary. And I found another spot where you can just get the book and there you're looking at just uh, just under 70 pages in a PDF format and you can print that out. Some folks, as I was reading up on the, some things on this, some folks say that Enoch lived for God for the last 300 years of his life and that is false. It is not true that Enoch lived for God the last 300 years of his life. Because the name Methuselah is a prophetic name. It is a prophetic name that meant, and I'll give you this day ahead of time, it's in your outline, but the prophetic name of Methuselah means it will come when he is gone. That is what Methuselah means. It will come when he is gone. Which means that in the year Methuselah dies, the flood will come. Now, you may wonder, did he really have that intention? Yes, because in the book of Enoch, he actually prophesied about the coming flood to tell the people the flood was coming and called it the deluge and said, this will come and judge men. God is coming. Enoch actually talked about the sin of the angels coming down to the daughters of men and said God was coming to judge this and to purge this and actually sent a prophet to Lamech. Lamech was father of Noah and prophesied about his son and said that his son would be the one spared. Enoch knew the flood was coming. Enoch, when he named his son Methuselah, prophetically named him so that he would die in the year of the flood. Methuselah does not die because of the flood. The flood comes because Methuselah dies. He does not die in the flood. But the year that he dies is the year the flood would come. So Noah has until Methuselah dies. Think he's watching? (laughs) Now, Methuselah is the oldest living man on the planet, right? Right? which just shows you the grace of God. God held off the flood and let Methuselah live the longest of any man on the face of the earth. 987 years. Noah was told to build the flood somewhere around his 500th year. took him about 100 years to build it. Somewhere around the 600th year of Noah is when the flood came. 100 years to build it. Now, of course, he had all hand tools and that was one big project. (laughs) <laughs> Boy, that was that was something else, but Enoch knew the flood was coming. Enoch died before Noah was born. In fact, I've, as I looked it up, it had almost about a hundred years before he was born. I actually, if you go up online, you can find fun stuff like this. Some of them are better formats, but I can't print them out for you to see a, like that. And I highlighted up here. This is Adam's life. This is where Adam Adam lived. And, Adam lived uh, 930 years. This uh, next one right here, this is Enoch's life. A little short thing. That's Enoch's life. And then we have uh, this one over here and I started to highlight too soon, but this is is Methuselah. Methuselah started off pretty early in, in Enoch's life and he goes all the way up to here to the year of the flood. And then here is Noah. This is Noah. Now Noah starts... After Enoch, and if you look at the years, it's about a hundred years from the death, not the death, but the disappearance or when Enoch walked with God and was not until the birth of Noah. Now, in the book of Enoch, it actually prophesies about Noah. And so I don't know if that had been added uh, later on or how exactly that came about. But I did want to read over for you a few of the things, perk your interest into some of the things about Enoch. We know that he did walk with God, that he had a very close relationship with God. And he he was apparently a preacher to people down here to get them to go. This is the first chapter. The words of the blessings of Enoch wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in a day of tribulation when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. When all the wicked and godless are to be removed. And he took up his parable and said, Enoch, a righteous man whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens which the angels showed me. And from them I heard everything. And from them I understood, as I saw, but not for this generation, but for a remote one that is for to come. That's just the beginning of chapter 1. Now, in the book of Enoch is not inspired by inspired Scripture. Don't ever put it on that level. It wasn't put there. It's not supposed to be there for whatever reason. It's, it's not there. You know, it was written back there. You can learn some things. And this is apparently was someone who, who preached some things. Paul preached some stuff that didn't make, make Scripture either. Didn't make it wrong. <laughs> Peter preached some stuff that didn't make Scripture. You know, Jesus even preached some stuff that didn't make Scripture. They didn't make it wrong. They just didn't get it in. The, words, the Word of God tells us that we wrote all the stuff that Jesus preached and taught and did. It couldn't contain it all. So they picked and chose for, for Jesus. Uh, chapter 6. And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters... And the angels, the children of heaven, saw and lusted after them, and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wise from among the children of men, and beget us children. And Samjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of this great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath, and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing, then swear they all together and bound themselves. Interesting perspective on the thing that happened. We still have this uh, episode to get into as the book of Genesis continues on, but we'll get into that. This thing that it talks about here, of course, did happen. Chapter 7. I skipped part of chapter 6 here, but jumping on to chapter 7. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives and each chose for himself one. And they began to go in under them and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant. And they bare great giants whose height was 3,000 L's. I have no idea what the measure of an L's is. <laughs> Who consumed all the acquisitions of men. And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and devour one another's flesh and drink their blood. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. Chapter 8. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth and the art of the working them, and the bracelets and ornaments and the use of the Antimony and the beauty of the of the eyelids and all kinds of costly stones and all colorings, tinctures. And there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray, and became corrupt in all their ways. Samjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Armaros, the res- the resolving of enchantments, and all these different names. They're actually he's actually naming different um, fallen angels and the the things that they had did. And then in chapter 9, he actually talks about, and then Michael, Uriel, Raphael, and Gabriel looked down from heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth. Now, these are things that Enoch says he saw in the spirit and that the, the Lord opened him up to. Chapter 10, then said the Most High, the Holy One, the Great One, spake and said to Uriel, the son of Lamech, and said to him, Go to Noah, and tell him in my name, hide thyself. Now see, this is the part I don't quite understand because Noah was not born in the days of Enoch. But this is what's in, I'm just reading to you what's in the book. Hide thyself and reveal to him the end that is approaching and the whole earth will be destroyed and the deluge is about to come. Chapter 12. Before these things Enoch was hidden and no one of the children of men knew where he was hidden and when he where he abode. And what had become of him. And his activities had to do with the watchers. And his days were with the holy ones. And I, Enoch, was blessing the Lord of majesty and the king of the ages. And lo, the watchers called me, Enoch the scribe, and said to me, Enoch, thou scribe of the righteous, go declare to the watchers of the heaven who have left the high heaven, the holy eternal place, and have defiled themselves with women, and have done as the children of earth do, and have taken unto themselves wives, ye have brought great destruction on the earth. And ye shall have no peace nor forgiveness of sin. And inasmuch as they delight themselves in their children, the murder of their beloved ones shall they see, and over the destruction of their children shall they lament, and shall make supplication unto eternity. But mercy and peace shall not, mercy and peace shall ye not attain. So those are just uh, some of the things that are in there. Again, this is not scripture. Don't equate this with scripture. But it just gives us an idea of what was going on then. Enoch, during his days, though his days were short upon the earth, during his days here, apparently was a preacher to them to let them know the, the sins that were going on, the problems that mankind was getting into. And it may have been that Enoch, being such a follower of God, having walked with God, apparently he walked with God the same way that Adam and Eve walked with God. We don't have anything that tells us that it was anything different. It may have been different, but it doesn't seem uh, anything in Scripture that just says they walked with God and Enoch walked with God. That uh, being amongst these these uh, heathens and these folks in this sin abounds so much in the earth that it may just have bugged him a great deal. How many of you have ever said, oh, the sin of this earth. Oh, Boy, I'd just like to go on and just, God, come now. I mean, how many of, how many of us have prayed that one? Oh, how many times have we prayed that one, right? Oh, dear Lord, come get them. <laughs> it's time. Remove us. Start it up. We're ready. Well, Enoch probably faced the same thing because the world was, as, as bad as it is now, it seems that the world was even worse in his day. It was horrendous. Some of the things that had, had gone on in, in there. It may have just been real tough. In many conversations, he said, you know, this is just too much. I'm, not, I'm just not enjoying being down here. Maybe that's how it happened. But however it happened, Enoch walked with God and was not. God just took him on. Because of that, of course, it's been brought up that he should be one of the two witnesses because he and Elijah didn't die. But as you've uh, been around here for Revelations teaching, I don't believe that. I don't believe Enoch is coming back for anything because there was no miracles or anything ascribed to Enoch during his lifetime. But the two witnesses, the miracles that are ascribed to them are first off those of Elijah. We know that Elijah is involved because Jesus Christ himself said Elijah would come. But the other set of miracles that are ascribed to the two witnesses are those of Moses. And I I would say there's a much better case that Moses and Elijah are the two witnesses than anything else. But again, we'll be watching from upstairs, and it really doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a good view of it, good seat of what's going on. Where do we leave off then, that? So we had uh, Enos was nine hundred five years, nine hundred ten for the next eight ninety five, then nine sixty two, and three hundred sixty five for poor Enoch. He didn't get to uh, be alive upon all the earth all that much. Again, he did not start to walk with God after Methuselah was born, for Methuselah's name is a prophecy. Enoch was a prophet of the day. And Enoch himself, in his book anyway, if the, all the words that are in the book are actually written by Enoch. He says that the Lord opened up his eyes to see the the things that he saw. So apparently he may not have been seeing them when he was first born, which would seem to indicate that... Um, his parents may not have been teaching him these things that's just but that's their supposition i don't know that you know we're just trying to put some of these things together we're just given genealogies and he walked with god methuselah his name of course we already said it will come when he is gone this is a prophetic name given almost a thousand years before it happens who he says when you die A great flood will come upon the earth. Now when we get to the great flood, which is coming up in the next chapter, you will be amazed at the timing that takes place. Because when you see what's all involved in the flood, it makes this even more remarkable. Of a a prophecy prophesied 987 years before, In fact, it was even before that, because it may not have been the the day he was born that God said, name him this. Enoch may have already known when this son is born, you will will name him this. We don't know, but we know that at least by the time he was born, Enoch knew to name him this, because this is not a normal name. How many of you will name your kid? It will come when he is gone. (laughs) Now, we all talk about Abraham's name, father of many. How many kids you have? None. Right, Because names meant something. You had to live up to your name. So you come on out and you say, what's your name? Methuselah. It will come when he is gone. What will come? Methuselah can't be going around saying, I don't know. Don't you think at some point Methuselah is coming up to his dad and says, Dad, what's with the name? What's this about? I mean, it will come. Could you, Were you having a bad day? What was going on here? And Methuselah was probably told by Enoch, your name means this. God is going to send a judgment upon the earth. If Enoch is going to preach this to other people, certainly he's going to preach it to his son. So Methuselah knows why his name is, what his name means. He knows why he's been named it. And he, knows, he has confidence in his father. If your father walked with God... Nobody else is walking with God. He walks with God and comes back with work. I was just up in heaven today. Wow! Oh, you should have seen what I saw. Oh, I met a couple of angels up there, and he says, says what their names were. I mean, that's that's something else. And then he, he walks with God. He he may have even come. and I said, Look, I'm going with God. If I don't come back, this, this is where I am. <laughs> so he knows. And so for the rest of the time, Methuselah is on the earth. Every time he's introducing himself. (laughs) It will come when he is gone. What will come? The flood. When will it come? When I die. (laughs) So you know what? No one's killing the boy. (laughs) No, they are going to make. We want you to be alive. (laughs) Just in case there's any truth to this. We want you to be alive. So he's going on for all these years. Telling people. It will come. When he is gone. When I'm gone. It's going to come. The deluge, that's what they called it in his book, the deluge will come in the year that I die. So he's got 987 years to preach this between him and his father. So they're all, they're all watching. In the year that Methuselah dies, what do you think happened? News reports went out. Methuselah died. He, he died. He, he died. He, really? He did? He lived forever. Man, he he died? Oh. What year this we have how many months to figure it out? We either a false prophet or it comes about. But this is the year. And you got Noah building an ark. Why are you building an ark? For the flood. What flood? The one that'll come when he dies. So it isn't just Noah who comes along and does all this. Enoch had prophesied about it during his lifetime, named his son Methuselah because the flood will come in the year that he dies. And then Noah, who was not alive when either of those two were there, gets the word from God, go build an ark when he's 500 years old. And he goes off and builds an ark in 100 years. Now they're, they're looking at, don't you think this is going on in the world? They're looking at Noah building the ark and looking at Methuselah. All right, well, the ark's kind of... it's not done yet. I don't think he's going to die yet. But as the ark is getting close to being finished... Hmm, I wonder how much... I mean, Methuselah, he's 980 years old. How much longer is he going to hang out here? It's, this is the kind of conversations that are going on. So it's not just the conversation about Noah being a nut. Out there building this ark. Because Enoch told how this would go about hundreds of years before. If he started building this at age 500, then Enoch had died 100 years before Noah. That's 600 years before. And Enoch was around for 365 years. 365 days. Years, excuse me. So you take the 600, the 365 days, I don't know when it was, that his eyes were opened up and he saw this thing. Let's just say, we know that at year 300, that uh, Enoch was preaching about this because he named his son Methuselah. So you take the 300 years, the 500 years, and the 100 years, you have 900 years that people have been told about this. Boy, they were going on. Methuselah himself lived 987. That's 987 years of hearing Methuselah, 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 so Noah was not on his own. And you got to know that for all the years that they heard this part about Noah. No, oh, I'm sorry, about the flood. When all of a sudden Noah comes in when he's 500 years old. and noahs I mean, Noah's a godly man, but he's just doing whatever he does. And all of a sudden, he starts building a project in his backyard. <laughs> what are you building? God told me I'm going to build an ark. Mm. Does this have anything to do with Enoch? Yes, sir. The flood that he predicted is coming. And I have to get the, the ark ready. They probably knew what a flood was. I understand the, the earth had been flooded before. The stories we have in the New Testament and in the Old Testament about the first flood, the flood before Noah, had to be passed down from the people of old. Had to be. You can't have stuff written by Peter in the New Testament about the first flood, the flood before Adam, or the flood before Noah. He, he cannot write about that unless it's been passed down somewhere. Had it been passed down. Now, here's the other thing I didn't get to show you yet either. As far as things being passed down in with all this. I've told you this before, but now you get to see it. Adam was born at the beginning of time. Beginning of time for man, we'll say that. Beginning of time for man, Adam was the first one. He lived all the way up into here. This is Methuselah. Methuselah lives all the way up into here. Y'all see that? Methuselah and Adam overlap, which means Methuselah got all the information directly from Adam. It is not passed down amongst all those different people. Methuselah was a direct descendant, obviously, of Adam, and they kept the genealogies there. Methuselah more than likely met and talked with Adam himself. They have about uh, over a hundred year span in which they were alive on the earth together. So Methuselah can get information directly from Adam. Adam. And Methuselah knows Noah. Don't you think, Methuselah, it will come when he is gone, knows the guy who's making the ark? (laughs) How can you keep those two apart? They have to come together sometime. Even if the world was, you know, all these people in it by this point, doesn't matter. Somehow they have to come together. So Adam to Methuselah to Noah. By the time we get to Noah, folks, it is basically the same thing as your grandfather telling you something. Easily passed on. Noah does not ever, ever get to know Adam directly, but there's only one person in between those two. So whatever Adam knew, he could pass on to Methuselah, he could pass on to Noah directly. And if Noah heard any stories and he wasn't sure about it, he knew Methuselah knew Adam we can check that out. Now Adam, or Methuselah, was not the only person alive on the earth who knew Adam. But he's the only one we have in the genealogies. But there are others. Because they're all living 800, 850, 900 years. There were other people alive in Noah's day who knew Adam. So the stories that Noah has are direct from Adam more than likely, Adam hears the story of the first flood in his walks in the garden with God. And we'll get more into this in the next chapter. We have something else to show you about Noah that will help you out with that too. But I did want to get you to to see that. That we're thinking about all this time in, in history going on. But it's not like these stories. They may not have written all these things down. But they're not passing through that many people. So Methuselah's timeline is the bridge between Adam and Noah. He is the bridge between Adam and Noah. Well, oh, I did have a second translation of Methuselah's name. When he is dead, it will come. It will come when he is gone or when he is dead, he, it will come. So the year that he dies, this is happening. So Noah begins the ark at about 500 years of age. The year is about 1556 from Adam's year of being brought to life. 1,556 years of genealogies have transpired. Word verse we leave off at 25. Methuselah lived 187 years and begot Lamech. 187 years, and he's still having kids. Do you understand that? They didn't stop at 40. They didn't stop at 50. They didn't have the same problems that we did. Their bodies weren't decaying like ours do. You know, our bodies are decayed 60, 70 years. We're not looking so good. That didn't happen to them. You don't live 980 some years if you look like we do at 60. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 90. We'll make 90. 90. <laughs> look like they did at 90. I mean, that's just not the it, it, it it's not they don't look like a 90-year-old to them does not look like a 90-year-old to us. baby. So at this age 100, 187, looking at the wrong verse, 187 years, he's still having kids, and he had more after that. So Lamech was born at 187, and other sons and daughters are coming too. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Lemech lived 100 and 82 years and had a son. 100 and 82 years had a son. Probably had other sons before then again. We're not following the firstborn. We're following the one that matters to Noah. So Lamech. And he called his name Noah saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. And he called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. Probably speaking something about the, the coming flood and how they will preserve people out of it. And Le, don't know, Noah doesn't necessarily mean all that. I'm just saying in his in this prophecy. But Lamech, according to the book of Enoch, Lamech has a prophecy sent to him from Enoch. About his son. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. And Noah was 500 years old. And Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Not all in the 500th year. They were more than likely not triplets. Not absolutely positive, but more than likely they were not. We're rounding things off it seems to be in this one. But he was born... Noah was born in the year of from from Adam's first year. Noah was born around 1,056 years. 500 years later, 1,556 years, we know that Shem, Hem, and Japheth are born. They're alive. How old they are? We're not sure. One, um, uh, I think um, Shem. I think it is. Uh, we'll get this to the next time if I'm remembering. Shooting ahead here, if I'm remembering right. He turns 102 years after the flood. And remember, it's 100 years that he's building the ark. So the, the flood went around 1,656 years from the time, the first day of Adam. 1,656 years transpired if you just count up the genealogies. And I believe it was Shem that turned, two, two, turned 100 years two years after the flood. So we're just rounding things off here. About around the year 500, that's when he gets the call. And he has Shem, Ham, and Japheth. He may have had other sons and daughters. And they may have gone off and followed after other things. But these three followed after God. And these three were the only ones that are, are brought on in. Again, we don't know that. But the we'll, only ones that are mentioned are the ones of importance. in these genealogies, they did not try and cover everyone who was born. Because there were a lot of people that were born. We don't have to cover them all. We're just going over the important ones. So, boy, can you imagine how fun the genealogies would be to get through if they did all of them? <laughs> oh, man. Boy, we're we having all kinds of, of trouble with that. This is the timeline that we're given here. And again, it's just getting us over to Noah. We're going to get into the flood into the next next time here. And we'll look at all the different things. We'll look at some of the causes of the flood. And some of the things that may have, may have happened there, because there's, there's a whole lot that happened to the earth beside having a whole lot of water for a bunch of days and then it going away. There's so a lot more that happened to the earth during those days. And those are the things we're going to take a look at. Genealogies, a little bit better for you now? When you go through and you read these, you don't necessarily have to read them in such a way to know who begot who and how many years and all that sort of stuff. But because of the genealogies, it helps to place some other things that have happened. You can go up online and you can find charts that are better than this one. Uh, but they're just too big to put on a piece of paper. And But this one I could print out and just show it to you. And that's what I want. I just wanted one that was printed print out and I can just show it to you. You can go online and search for the book of Enoch and you can read parts of it yourself if you want to. Again, it's not Scripture. And I already told you about the one part I'm reading. He does not know Noah, unless Noah is prophetic, a prophetic name like Josiah was. But uh, I don't know that any of that was going on, but Enoch was certainly a prophet during his day and prophesied to a lot of the people. Noah is not a person who goes around and tries to convert the world. Noah's job is not to convert the world. Enoch's job was to try and take the the gospel or the message to as many people as he can and get them to change. But most people ignored what Enoch said. There's a lot of things going on about the flood and we'll go over this again next week. But Noah is not commissioned to try and coerce other people to get into the, into the ark. There are only certain people allowed into the ark. And it does not matter if they turn themselves to God or not. The only ones that are allowed on the ark is Noah and his family. How many have ever heard that Noah was out there trying to get all these people to come onto the ark and they all refused and it was just Noah and his uh, three sons and so forth? That is not true. It's a false teaching that's come up. We'll show you why it is as we get into the next chapter. But it's really easy to see from Scripture. This was not the call of Noah. And Noah did not fail by not getting anybody else in the ark. The ark was built for him, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. And that was it. No one else was going to be permitted. And there was, this, there was a real good reason why. And we'll get into that in the in the week to come and show you some of the things that are going on with that. Well, Father, we thank you for the things you've told us and even something as simple as the genealogies, how you followed the, the seed. The whole scripture is about preserving the seed of the woman because you prophesied in the days of Adam that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. From that point on, the serpent had to try and make war against the seed of the woman, to try and pervert the seed. Father, you preserved it all through all those years. What a job. What an incredible <coughs> battle it was. But just shows the awesomeness of our God. Even when the devil knows your plans, he can't stop you. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you for it. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Any comments, questions, things to add? Things I'm not, you're not sure on? Anything like that? Throw it on out. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, I didn't give you that part. Yeah, you'll have to figure it out yourself. You'll have to figure it out on your own. I'm not. Gonna, class is over. <laughs> now, 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 I'm not telling you that this is the only godly people on the face of the earth. Please don't go out of here and saying that Pastor Steve said there's only five godly people. No, I'm only telling you these are the only ones that the scriptures tells us are godly. Okay, Adam, Abel, Seth, Enoch and Noah. We do not know that Methuselah is. We assume he was. We do not know that Lamech was. There's really no reason for us to consider that Lamech was. Adam, Abel, Seth, Enoch, and Noah. I think you can make a really good case for Methuselah being there. But I'm just telling telling you the ones that Scripture tells us are godly people. We have five. (laughs) That's not much, is it? Now, they're all godly men. Obviously, the women were not godly in those days. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> probably more godly women than there were godly men, I'm sure. It always seems to be that way in every time frame, but it probably wasn't any different back then. They just, No, they just weren't mentioned. It was only the godly men that were mentioned. Uh, there were probably many other godly women mentioned. There's probably other godly men that are in the world, but we just don't know about them. Or can you imagine all these 1,600 years of history? We have five guys <coughs> mentioned from the word that are that are good. Five. Yeah, but only four live. That's even more. But well, we, all they all Well, that's at the, the end. Adam lived a full life. Abel lived a well. No, I mean, Abel I mean, lived a shortened four, life. 130 years. No, I mean only eight people survived the flood. If also yeah, all but there's a reason for why only eight people survived the flood. We'll get into that in the next one. Yep. We will. I don't know why that cold air is coming out of there, but boy, it is coming down fast. It is. it is. I can feel it coming. Every time I walk by there, it's just cold air coming straight down. And the whole thing is off, so I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> I don't know, I think I have to stay on the supposition that, that Noah only had the three boys because it's kind of hard to think that he would have kids that would stray after all that, you know. Uh, well, you, someone probably just saw their dad as a nut, too. What do you mean you're going up there building an the ark? You know, probably saw him as a nut, but I just, under, I just hope you get this, this one point down that Noah was not a standalone guy <coughs> talking about the flood. Enoch had talked about it all his years, and I think this is a supposition on my part. But I think so did Methuselah. I would count if, if I had my own choice and put a sixth person there. I would put Methuselah in there because I think he was godly. But again, we don't have that uh, we don't have that told to us. And I just was writing in there the ones that are told to us are godly. Can I say this yeah, again? They, when you were reading the book of Noah, Enoch. They, oh, here. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Lamech said something about uh, Noah? Or he spoke to Yes. <laughs> it's actually written in there. Now, again, I don't know if they... You can have a book of Enoch and down through the years, someone, it may say the son of Lamech, and they just put the name in. And I don't know what that was the case with this. I'm just reading to you as I have it here. Then said the Most High, the Holy and Great One, spake and sent Uriel, the son of Lamech, and said to him, Go to Noah, and tell him in my name, Hide thyself, and reveal to him the end that is approaching, that the whole earth will be destroyed, and a deluge is about to come. So what this tells us, if we're to believe what was written in here, Noah got the word to build the ark from a prophet. He put off the judgment if they got born again, if they were born again, if they accepted Jesus, obviously their punishment would be different or not punishment. they would either go on and uh wait in Abraham's bosom for the um, for the uh, uh for Christ to come, or they would go to the other side and await judgment and such things as that That's nothing real good, so that could happen in there. But there's, there's a reason why, and we'll get into it next week, there's a reason why only Noah and his family could go on the ark. And it has nothing to do with they were the only born again people. Okay. Did have that chance back then? To? Born again? Well, that's why I, I use that terminology, but it, it's not born again terminology. They had to look, they had to look forward to a Messiah coming. We look behind it. So we actually become born again. They were laid up into Abraham's bosom, right. waiting for that. Right. But it was it was still faith. I don't remember what did they have to do in order to get to the bosom to wait for the Messiah. Well, they had to make sacrifices. sacrifices <clears throat> they had to make the sacrifices. that sacrifice had to be accepted, and Cain's were not. Right. So, so they had to make the acceptable right. sacrifice, right. which was all pointing to the coming Messiah. So they all looked forward to that. They were put in Abraham's bosom, and when Christ went down into the heart of the earth, He brought the captivities out, which was those who were in Abraham's bosom. The ones that were on the other side are still there. Would that make reference to Isaiah 61:1? Read it for me. I don't have my Bible, but it has to do with captives being Yes, that is the captives being freed, because the other side can't be freed. That's exactly what the the is captives the he, the is and yeah, Jesus captives talks about that aspect of His ministry, okay. and that's what it was. The yeah. captives were those who were on the uh, Abraham's bosom side; they were awaiting. Uh, they were not in a punishment place, but they were not in heaven either. Now we go straight to heaven. But also, as a, in accepting Jesus, we get our righteousness. Yes. And we are no longer captive. But right. Yes, okay. they just uh, they just looked ahead. <laughs> they just looked ahead to the coming Messiah. Right. We look back on Jesus. Correct. Is a difference on yeah. on that? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure my dots were all yeah. on the right Yeah, I sometimes throw them that term that they were born again, even though that's the end result of it. But yeah, but Jesus was the first one to be born again, Correct. and then we followed in that example. Okay. One more question. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, there's no reason for me to think that he had any other woman besides Eve. The, the first one, did we, we covered it here. I just didn't make note of it. There was the first, no, no, we covered it last week. Uh, the first guy who had two wives. Yeah. Now, I don't know that he was the first person to have two wives, but he's the first one that's talked about. Again, you know, we probably have more than five righteous men, but only five of them are talked about. Eve, of course, you can put on the list too, because she was a righteous woman. Um, but that's all we know about. But um, what was it? Abimelech was that the? I don't know. Wasn't I can't think of his name now. Anyway, he was he was the one who said he had two wives, and he said to his two wives, "I killed a man for you know." What stuff. was I killed a man for wounding me. But he was the first one that's mentioned in scripture as having two wives. Yeah, he was in there. I did write him. Was what was that? Why was he mad at them again that he was going to have the fly? What had they done? We'll get into that next week. Oh. I don't want to I to jump too far ahead. But the. Yeah, yeah. the f- <clears throat> never gives you There's. Well, I do some. Come on. Oh, Jesus. You, know, you can't pull your marbles out at one time. You know, there's only no marbles for next week. <laughs> well, I didn't spend much time in this, to be perfectly honest. You know, in chapter 5? The Genesis is is a just phenomenal book if you understand what what's what's, what's well, talked about yeah, in there. I'm, otherwise the yeah. genealogies are boring. Well, I Yeah. If you just read them just for for gene I mean they're boring as anything. Yeah. And you know what it's really very hard for me not to be asking questions. Oh, you can ask them. Uh, <laughs> we always give time at the end for that so so that uh, No, you know. I know but see being one on one with my pastor and not having to share my pastor off the mountain um I don't have to have any other people about so <laughs> Write down any question you want, and we, we stay here as long as people want to, and talk about questions. Did you find it? I thought, no, because it's not in the paper. I didn't put it on the paper last week? I really thought that I did. You can just look in the chapter behind, it and it'll be right there. I might written it on and I left the Yeah, I'm looking at mine, too. I don't see it in there. I must have written it on mine, is what I did. That could have been, too, yeah. I thought I had put it in here as my, myself, so... Yeah. there's all yeah. But it, it a whole lot of people in the but Old it's Testament it's doing New Testament it's doctrine. Right. Lem, no, is not Lamech? Lamech. Wives, boys, ye Lamech. Yeah, him. there you go. That's him. He's he's the guy who had two wives. He's the first guy recorded as two wives. No, no, that was in Cain's line. There's an Enoch in Cain's line too. Now Cain begot Enoch. That was the uh, third one, two, second generation from Adam. But the other one I think is seven generations from Adam. The other Enoch, but that's in Seth's line. Yeah. So you do have some similar names. Yeah, cause to the, you know, genealogies were important to them. They always kept recorded who was born to who and it was very important to them.